The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Kind enough for Brady to give you the news. Brady, report it. Hello, world. Hi, Brady. Everyone's bracketing last minute. Of course, everyone has to write in. Oh, we've already got the rat tail game. That's dialed in. That's a wrestling term. And as you're bracketing, doesn't exist, Brady. (laughs) Stop it. Forbes has released its second annual list of the most valuable. College basketball teams. Most valuable? Yeah. Like ones that sell the most merchandise, ones that bring in the most dough. And if you were to try to, uh, I guess, yeah, purchase that team, what, what's her net Oh, worth? if they were worth something. Yeah. Well, Duke, North it's, Carolina. It's nowhere, com- you know, you can't NBA. compare it to like NBA or a MLB franchise or anything like that. But the top 10. Duke, North Carolina. Duke Blue Devils came in at number eight, 16.8 million. I'll go weird and say, uh, Probably not anymore. And what it's based on, merchandise sales, ticket sales, TV revenue. UCLA? USC? Um, Not top teners? They are not top teners. St. John? Nope. You got to think about it. Think about the number one. Think about your top seeds a little bit. I'm saying North Carolina. North Carolina was number one at 25.9 million. Kentucky? Kentucky is number two, 25.4 million. Louisville Cardinals, 24. So it has nothing to do with market size and how much they draw. Um, yeah, the drawing because uh, number four, Indiana. Oh yeah, that's true. Texas Tech, University <laughs> of Kansas came in at number yeah. five. Un- University of Arizona, number six. Wow. Then the Fighting Illini, University of Illinois, number seven. Duke was number eight. I Duke must not, uh, I mean, they sell the tickets are so loud. I don't think they, it doesn't, I don't think they logo soup that uh, arena all that much. Well, that, in fact, it doesn't drain too far from the Duke campus. Number nine was Maryland. People Terrapins, hate Duke. And number 10, the Ohio State University. Of course. They sell out everything. Nothing else. Want to sign out. there? 10 bucks. <laughs> Is it hoard out there? Um, not too bad, but they have... Pretty bad. Well, yeah, your Schottenstein's Arena is where they play. Is that sold out? The department store. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> A local the one? The Shot. Wow. The Shot Center. Nearly uh, one in five workers will participate in March Madness office pool. What's wrong with the other four people? You have just as good a chance as somebody who's been studying this all year long. I think it's a long-year conspiracy theory that they're just denying it. They're not. Yeah, they're not admitting it. I'm when somebody working. Asks, I work too much to get involved in that silliness. Bull crap. Some people are perverts. Some are morons. In this case, 
This lady qualifies for both. Michelle Owen of Whiteland, Indiana. She's 24 years old. Last week, Michelle became concerned that her unidentified ex-boyfriend had been using her laptop computer to surf child pornography. So she turned the computer over to the police to have them look for any evidence of wrongdoing. Instead of finding (laughs) what Michelle was hoping they'd uncover, the cops found two videos in the laptop's recycle bin. Michelle engaged in a sex act with her beagle Toby. Oh! Oh! And let's just say there's some peanut butter involved. <laughs> After the police found the bestiality she videos, they asked Michelle if she wanted to withdraw her consent to search the laptop. She said no because that's just something I did when I was drunk. I barely remember it. <laughs> well, then you've got it forever on she video. She still wanted to know if her ex was on a computer surfing. He's a pervert. She's been charged with two counts of felony bestiality. Felony. Poor wow. t- Yes. Six years felony. in prison. Let's see what she looks like. No. Oh, you got her? Okay. Yeah. Your hangdog wow. face. She hot? No. Uh, well, some. she's not as ugly as I thought she would be. Let me see. It's printing. Oh, okay. Because I picture I her I to just be kind of a messy. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't look like a messy. She's a lot better looking than I thought. She's still got that pig nose, that, yeah. that incest pig nose. <laughs> so she didn't want her boyfriend. And that particular part of porn. Indiana, where are you from? White land. <laughs> White land, and you can take your brown <laughs> ass out of here. <laughs> We're going to make it whiter in a second with our hats. Wow. So she just didn't want her husband or boyfriend to surf her porn. Her ex boyfriend. Her ex boyfriend to look at porno. Child pornography. Oh, oh he, okay. he's looking. Say, he's a pervert. She's got a dog looking peanut butter off her thighs and. Yeah, but I was <laughs> drunk there. Keep looking. That don't count. <laughs> Besides, Toby loved peanut butter. <laughs> Man, hey Toby. <laughs> wasn't that guy? Wasn't Toby from there? Was it? <laughs> no, the old NASCAR fake NASCAR guy. That's what that beagle would sound like. I like peanut butter and Sprite <laughs> and Dasani. Toby Burke. <laughs> a new study from the National Center for Health Statistics. Health Statistics? Health. Oh. It says uh, 4.3 million babies were born in the U.S. in 2007, which is an all-time high. The bad news about this, this generation of babies, 40% of this generation's children are born to unwed mothers. Wow. We're getting close to half, huh? Man, you pushing we, them out. We got some parenting yeah, to we do. Got parenting problems. Here's your idiot criminal of the day. Fifty-year-old Jonathan Kennedy of New Paltz, New York. Last week, old Jonathan was setting up his spy camera in the unisex bathroom at his local Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> While he was installing it. Jonathan accidentally took a photo of, of his face, and the picture was still stored in the spy <laughs> camera when Starbucks employee found it, turned it over to the police. They picked him up. See, Darwin's trying so hard, but hillbillies just refuse. Let's see what old Johnny Boy protective. looks like. They refuse to follow the rules and stop having kids. But Darwin is just working his ass off trying to make this thing thin out a little bit. The dummies are being exposed, and then we try to rehab them. 
we're talking about how instant news is happening now with the Facebook and Twitter. Right. Well, Jesus. it's really impacting trials now. Get this. A trial attorney from Milwaukee named Ann Reed says uh, dozens of jury members a day are sending Twitter and Facebook updates from courthouses all over America. So what happens? Last week, federal judge in Florida declared a mistrial in an eight-week drug trial after he learned that at least nine jury members had done research about the case online. Twittering on their phones and stuff? Yep. Checking blogs? Same thing happened last week. A building materials company in Arkansas appealed a $12.6 million verdict against them after learning a juror named Jonathan Powell was posting Twitter messages or tweets. (laughs) And on Monday, a former... Pennsylvania senator named Vincent Fumo was convicted of 137 counts of federal corruption. Now his conviction is in jeopardy. They'll call a mistrial. And See, people, the phrase too much information isn't just something the fat girl in the cubicle says to you when you say you gotta pee. There's a life lesson to be learned from too much information. We're getting it too fast. Druggies and murderers will walk the streets because you just can't stop knowing about TMZ. We're going to go into a little wild and domestic world. I don't know what to do for that. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your wild and domestic world. (coughs) Yesterday, the veterinary pet insurance company released a list of the top 10 plants or plant products which are most likely to poison and kill your pet. Ooh. A couple of them I didn't even realize. Hydrangea plant. Not familiar with that. I don't think they grow here. Azalea plant. Macadamia nut. nut. The sago palm. Really? Sago palms? How? They just poke their eyes out. I I guess Sago palms in my backyard. Yeah. Sago palms? You don't want them chewing on the branches, probably. What comes out of a sago palm? Those are those little tiny palm trees that take forever to grow, and they're low to the ground. They're really sharp. Yeah, they're the... Oh, yeah, because are those the ones that they... We have a couple of them out here, don't we? Where no, they those are the really little small? guys. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're, around they're, the no, corner. they get real bushy. Oh, okay. And big, but they're uh, they're low to the ground. Onion. An onion itself? Yeah. And I take it, uh, you know, some of these, if they eat so much of it. But uh, walnuts, a lily, marijuana. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Mushrooms. Double. Yeah. Double. Grapes and raisins. Yeah. My dog loves grapes. You so drop a grape. I found. Ooh, you drop a grape and she'll peel it. Grapes and raisins have been known to cause kidney failure. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be like cats. a massive amount of grapes. Say, my dog loves the juice of grapes. She'll chew everything but the skin, and then she spits it back yeah, out. Yeah, peels it out. Yeah. My yeah, dog, she, she lives. They can peel a grape. You know what else my mom's poodle used to be able to do? Spit the peanut out of the peanut M and M. It was the coolest damn thing I've ever seen. You give That's her not good, though. Terrible, right? terrible, terrible for him. But we found out about it, and then every month or so, we like, let's do the peanut M&M thing. <laughs> give her a peanut M&M, she'd just look at you, chew it, and come out, wow. like a, come out like a pit, and it was clean. It wasn't an ounce of chocolate. Like, she sucked off the chocolate. And <laughs> underneath peanuts. Last I know they make plain. Is that dog still around? I know they make plain. <laughs> you know what? It died of diabetes. <laughs> nice. I was a young boy, I know, I didn't know. But it wasn't because of the peanut thing. Last Friday, 42-year-old Kelly Davis of Apex, North Carolina, put 400 bucks in cash 
three $100 bills and five $20 bills in her bedroom right on the nightstand because she was going to get the money and deposit it into her bank. She placed it on there, but enough time for the family dog, Swiss mountain dog named Augie. He chowed on the money. Uh-oh. Now Kelly's recovering the money bit by bit out of Augie's backside. <gasps> Yuck. So far, she's recovered 180 bucks. And that money is going to back into circulation. 400. Right. Yeah, I know that you're going to be getting that money. Yep, somebody's going to pick that up from They'll their teller it. window. It better. You swallowed it whole? Or is he she taping have. it back together? Yeah, she's probably putting the pieces. And this is pretty disturbing. Uh, Maureen Lossman of McHenry, Illinois, was on her way home from the mall when she spotted a severed tiger's head in a milk crate. It's just lying in the middle of the road. That'll slow you down. She immediately called the police to report the bizarre finding. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife officer came to pick up the head. According to the authorities, the head belonged to an endangered white tiger. Montecor? And because it's so rare, it's worth more than 10000 bucks on the black market. People are still buying tiger heads. So it bounced out of the truck? Yeah. Oh, it already was on the black market. Yeah, it was going A to B and it bounced out of the truck. The sick thing is there's some idiot here in the U.S. In Illinois. Or maybe they're going through Illinois. passing through. Yeah. How does one get that shipped over to Illinois first? I guess maybe it was started in New York and they, they moved across country maybe. I don't know. There are some people that probably have. My guess is its last stop was going to be Wyoming or Montana. And not saying the tiger was alive. You know, the tiger could have passed away. And then they chopped its head off. Yeah. Yeah, they usually handle those situations so rationally and humanely. It was a white tiger head in a milk crate. Yep. I'd have kept it. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Holmberg's morning sickness. This is a first. A uh, man, and this happened in Queensland, Australia, I believe. Donald Robert Alcock is facing a trial for shooting Anthony Ross Knight. He shot him in the back because uh, both these guys are beekeepers. Evidently, Donnie thought uh, he's got to put Anthony out of business. So he tried to steal, shoot him and steal his honey, take his hives. Well, his old Donnie was, uh, after the shooting, he was hauling the the booty. Right, his honey booty. One of the honey barrels fell on Donald and pinned him. The bees went to work. No, they didn't oh, get him. Oh, shoot. This could have been barrel, awesome. He got stuck underneath the honey barrel and couldn't go anywhere until the authorities came like out. kind of like when... Uh, when Pooh tried to steal exactly. the honey. <laughs> Pooh got stuck in the tree. He got his head stuck in the honey hole. He got stuck by the honey barrel. Pooh didn't have a weapon, though. Pooh didn't shoot the rabbit first, did he? And then they found Tigger's head on the side of the road. What a horrible episode. According to uh, Don, he said, I was just uh, trying to shoot to maim. Sure. I didn't want to take, uh, you know, Anthony out all the way. I just wanted to steal some honey. just wanted to paralyze him so you could have his honey. Yeah. Well, he got his. Pinned I wish by the bees would have gone to work. It would have been a great story. I'm Brady Bogan, and that's your wild and domestic world. Okay. This is pretty interesting. According to a new survey from the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, mm-hmm. 
terminally ill patients who are religious. Right. Die faster. Well, being religious, most people take comfort that uh, when they die, they're going to a better place. Or Jeebus will be there for them. And yeah. yeah. Right. But what the uh, Farber Cancer Institute found that the religious people are three times more likely to undergo aggressive medical treatment. <laughs> to try not to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've never and understood non- that. And non-religious people. If it's so much a better place, why bother taking medicine? Ever. That's my question. Why would you want to get better and live long if you're going to such a great pad? But overall, the survey found that four in five terminally ill patients turn to religion. At oh, yeah. least a moderate Gotta amount. find something. Yeah. For comfort. Why is that, Brady? Why don't religious people stop taking medicine? I know some do. You some know, you look don't. at it this way. One, they're um, not ready to die necessarily, but they're saying... Well, we could do this treatment. Here's the downsides of it. And a lot of times you're saying, well, okay, I'm going to lay it into God's hands. Let's do this. Sure. If it works, then it works. If not, then it doesn't. But why bother? Because that's my thing. If it's, well, if it's a glorious, wanna, great place you, and you're that close, just go. You, you are in a way, but at the same time, there's a point of view that you just, you're not going to give up. You don't want to give up yet. What's giving up? If I was in Guadalupe and somebody said, What's hey. giving up is saying, hey, you've been diagnosed with cancer. Now, right. we could treat it, and possibly it could, uh, you know, save but you from going to a better place. Really right? aggressive. Right, because it might not be your time. The other thing is, is there's but it could situations. You got, what if you're my age and you got a family and all that? Oh, I'm giving up. See you later. It isn't so giving up. You're going to, everybody should be excited about this other place, and it seems like everybody tries to avoid it. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. my question. Just asking questions. No, but it's funny when you. When you think of it like that, yeah. yeah. When you think of it like that, if I had cancer and I truly was like in my mind and my heart of hearts knew the better place awaits, thank you for the cancer. I'm on my way. Yeah, and it depends. You know, of course, we'd all have to be in that situation. But like the Swaz who got pancreatic cancer, which is 90% doom. Yeah. You know, would you go after aggressive or would you just let it play? I would. But I'm saying if I had a if I had a massive belief that the better place awaits, cancer would be like a treat. Yeah, but still going after. I, I don't think that doesn't mean you uh, have to throw the towel in. If and I, I lived in saying, Guadalupe yeah, and had a little shack here in Guadalupe and I knew that if I got a cold, I could move to Paradise Valley and live with Chuck. Why would I treat that cold? Because you feel that your stay in Guadalupe. that your work here on Earth isn't done. <laughs> you're not doing anything important, Brady. Get out of here. Go to the better you're place. You're feeling here. You're feeling Guadalupe. There's more yeah. oranges to be moved. That's true. So just not moving enough. Bring a smile OJ. to people's faces. Naranjas keep growing. It's your responsibility. I see. All right. I'm just curious about that kind of stuff. That's the kind of uh, thinking that I have. I'm not taking a shot at people who believe. I'm just right. curious. Why? Why would you treat it? Yeah. I don't think that's a shot either, because yeah. it seems to be the logical choice. Like, wouldn't you kind of get on, on a plane and think, right. God, I hope this crashes? Yeah. Yeah, but you, Especially you if don't. You're, at a certain you're point missing in your the life. point of uh, the end. You, you don't wish death upon yourself. But that's all that, see, to me, that's all religious is. All, all, all that religion is, is planning for your death. I think that's the problem why we have these extreme 
terrorist. That's what on. I'm saying. Yeah. And that's what I'm curious about. I think, yeah, I wouldn't think for Christians it would be a wish. It would just be a continuation. Exactly. You get to go to the better part. They don't hope for it, but they just know that all the ride religions. goes I'm somewhere not, else. I'm not saying any specific one. I'm saying all of them have this whole resort in the sky kind of thing going on. Yeah. Really, you could say if if it, you're relying on faith, you would say, knock me leave, out. Leave it untreated and exactly. maybe God will hear that heal the whole thing. And if he doesn't, then you're in the it resort. Wasn't to be. Yeah. You're going to the Marriott. But now we have all this great technology. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can stick around this dump. You've painted such a picture of that place that I don't know why anybody would want to stay. That's all. Because there's enough reasons for them to stay. But look at look what it's done to the other ones, though. That's what I'm saying. Like the 72 yeah. virgins thing is enough for these guys to say, screw this dump, I'm out. Taking Happy a bunch Land. of people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They should make some sort of a rule at the door at Happy Land. Two things quickly. Twin brothers were arrested in Berlin. Uh, one of the twin brothers was a suspect in stealing, well, almost $8 million worth of jewelry and watches. They're on trial. The police have dropped the case. Why? They're identical twins. They cannot... They can't tell which is what? No, they cannot tell them apart. So there's no hope for this one? Pretty much. The evidence we have, we can deduct that uh, at least one of the brothers took part in the crime, but it has not, uh, you know, we can't determine which one. One of the twins did it. Hmm. Did the, then the other one acts like he doesn't know, right? He's like, I have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Here. They were arrested two weeks ago after the incident, but because of their genetic information is so similar, Can't traces of DNA found at the scene of the crime did not... Um, you know. Both of them are in there. Yep. Ooh. That's a There's a movie. Episode. There's yeah. a movie. The twin killings. Now, say they, they're free, right? Right. Now what's he going to do with the jewelry? <laughs> yeah, who's got the... The minute you start moving yeah, stuff. Yeah, you've got the jewelry, so they just really keep an eye on you. really have to do it. Yeah. You're going to have to... He rolls up in his Lamborghini the next day. So whichever one has the... So they know that one Putin of them... So which, why don't they just arrest the one who lives with the jewelry? Or do they live together? Well, that's what... Exactly. They don't know. Wow. You know, I say throw them both in jail. He's going to have to, you know, say even cashed out on the jewelry. Put them both in jail and one will squeal. And I have to report this because I've flown this airline and this, this is the second time. Remember last year, Ryanair? Yeah. Out of, they came out with that calendar? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the latest out of Ryanair. And I've... When I, my experience on Ryanair was out of the same airport, Stansted and port, uh, Airport in London. That's the one that does little jumpers around the UK and, and yeah, Europe. Yeah, you okay. have your uh, three airports in London. Right. Gatwick and uh, Heathrow. Heathrow. Well, Stansted is where Ryanair will fly out of. There's a hostess, Edita Shindlerova. She's 22 years old. She's been an uh, airline stewardess for part-time for a couple of years now well it just surfaced that she also is a porn star that that and Ryanair as a company fine with most it. company they're fine with it they're they? fine with it damn it we need more people running the world like we do have Ryanair oh they're brilliant because you tell me that when you flew on it you even said man the, the, the talent looking, is amazing yeah ridiculous in there and then there she is 
Yeah, she'd bone you. <laughs> Just want to take you take you down. You can see her uh, online, evidently, as Edita Bente. E D I T A B E N T E. Good job. And then they put that calendar out, Ryanair's calendar, of a bunch of hot stewardesses they have on there. And I flew from Stansted to Cork. <laughs> With hot stewardesses. 30 bucks. They got the hot stewardesses all over there. And Toledo said that, and that's what America's come to. Gay guys that sing William Tell Overture to you while you're landing on Southwest Airlines. Well, I had well, a no, there's woman. A, there's a, a woman. rapper that's in the news yeah. this week. And I had a woman yeah. on the way to Tampa that just decided to sing as we were coming in on approach to Tampa. Welcome to the Super Bowl. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> we had one gay guy. I remember we were landing in Phoenix. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot, but we're landing anyway. I it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot, dude. and we're landing anyway. <laughs> what is happening on this flight? They were quiet the whole time, and now this? Check your bags in the overhead. They might have shifted during flight. <laughs> oh, my God. You this is this is dumbfounded. Yeah. And I just I remember turning. And I, I think it was Megan. I was just turning and saying, you know, it's not terrorism. This is why they don't let you have a weapon on the plane. <laughs> Everybody'd be stabbing that guy. If the emergency button is pressed, the masks will fall down and gotta breathe! Gotta breathe! <laughs> gotta breathe! Gotta breathe! Put your seatbelt on your seat! Strap it here, strap it there! If this thing crashes, we're all going to heaven! I, I, why are they singing to us? And then, like, they're 90. There's always a couple grumpy 90 year olds and a gay guy that sings to me the whole time. The gay stewardess. No, you're a stewardess. Steward! <laughs> and sadly, by the looks of the stewardesses, is the gay guy's the hottest one every time because the curmudgeonly old <laughs> crusty broads that haven't been turned over in the last 30 years are still walking up and down the aisle. We don't have that. Diet Pepsi. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll have a Diet Pepsi then. We're out. You could have made this a lot easier on both if of you us. Just said that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's 7.02 in the morning sickness. Yeah. Well, airlines, please get their employees to stop singing to us. I happened to fly on Southwest Airlines' 30th anniversary. Uh-oh. And they would break out in song in the terminal while you're waiting for your plane. Over the... Flight 51, flight 75, that thing. That's All sea passengers are now boarding. And they would try to sing through that thing, so it was just... <laughs> That's why I fly him. Yeah, it's a, it's a show tune. It's a show. I fly because of the show tunes. That, my friends, is your Brady report. And I got a text from a guy who is uh, actually very lived very close to White Land. <laughs> White Land, uh, Monticello is a city in White County, Indiana. Which is not a joke. A black family moved into White County. It made their news. Soon after, a brick went through the window, and the, this is White County was written on the brick. We want to keep it that way. And the black family moved from White County. That's the heartland. Can you hear it beating? It's 98 KUPD. We'll be right back. Just enough time for a pause in the forest. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. 
Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com. 